This is episode number 102 of the Reno Slant. Anyone else still hungover from Cinco de Mayo? Touchdown! Welcome to the Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable! Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of the Reno Slant. We're doing weekly yearbook number eight, the Ocho of weekly yearbook. Will baseball be back by July 4th? Maybe. Maybe. Got some, I don't know if news is the word, rumor might be better. We're digging into it though. Adam looks for some good news and we're going to bring you guys behind the curtain a little bit to some things we've been working on. Our guest this week, some of you know him well. Some of you will get to know him pretty well. He's one of the more vocal voices in the Nevada Athletic Department. Hugh Tomasello made a name for himself or has made a name for himself with his Twitter fingers. Just got his master's, just graduated. I've been working with Hugh for a couple years. It was really fun to have him on. Got some un- unique insights, certainly, about his role within the athletic department. He has access. It's almost unparalleled to the teams, the coaches, the players. He shared a couple interesting stories. And then one of the things that has made him, well, I should say one of the things as part of his <laughs> Twitter brand is how aggressive he is in his defense of his Bay Area teams. That means we talked a little Hawks Niners and we power ranked White Claw flavors. He also contributed to the Reno College Bar debate that sparked yeah, a few weeks ago. Got his thoughts on that as well. For slants, we're doing weekend plans. We have live sports this weekend, guys. Live sports. And I'm not talking Korean baseball on ESPN at 2.30 in the morning. Social, got a handful of questions from you guys. Which sports might we miss, knock on wood, if college football does get wiped out in the fall? Something Hugh and I talked about as well. Our favorite, Archie's Burgers. That's probably going to spark some controversy as well. And a few other questions from you guys. Then we'll get out of here, as we always do with Random Reno. Before we get there, thank you to all of you who continue to support this podcast. Or if you're new, welcome to the show. Every single one of you are helping us pursue our goal of getting to 1,000 downloads per week. We had a strong week last week. Really strong week last week. 528 downloads. That's really strong. That is the seventh time... We've broke 500-plus downloads in a week, and that's certainly worth celebrating. I have a mango white closet next to me. I'm going to take a sip right now. Oh, that's good stuff. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow us on social. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. Or if you really, really want to help us get closer to 1,000 downloads per week. Please tell a Nevada friend of yours who is not yet checking out the podcast to do so. That'd be awesome. Our iTunes five-star review of the week, like every week, is brought to you by Tuiabi Golf Club, and we are out of iTunes five-star review jail this week. The review comes from Megs13. 
best podcast. The fact these bros have zero sports right now and are still putting fire or putting out fire content is amazing. A must listen if you're from Nevada. Thanks for getting us all through quarantine. Megs. Megs, we appreciate you. Make sure you get in touch with us and we're going to send you two free rounds to Twiabi Golf Club. We can go golfing now. I'm going golfing on Saturday. If you would like two free rounds yourself, if you want to hit the links for free, just leave us a quick iTunes five-star review. And if we read your review at the top of next week's show, episode 103, we're going to send you two free rounds. It's a $90 value. Twiabi Golf Club is a super quick drive down 395 South from Reno in Washoe Valley. It is open to the public, recently acquired by Duncan Golf Management. They are offering the best membership deal in all of Northern Nevada. It is four courses for as little as $300 per month. That includes Lake Ridge, Wolf Run, Dayton Valley, and of course, Toyabi Golf Club. You can check out more information or book your tee time today at DuncanGolfReno.com. This week's show also brought to you by our great friends over at Archie's. Archie's has been a staple in Reno for going on 26 years strong now, located Across Virginia Street from Mackey, essentially at Virginia and McCarran, they have the best burger in Nevada. You don't have to take it from me. Nevada Magazine named Archie's the or said Archie's had the best burger in Northern Nevada. The Nevada School of Business was just named or named Archie's the best restaurant. Obviously, this is the time to support local business. I've been pushing this. Uh, for about a month now, or we have, if you have not supported local business, now is the time to do so. And there's no better local business to support than Archie's. And you're going to get a bomb burger in the process. Archie's sources all of its ingredients locally. It's meat, it's bread, it's cheese. When you buy a burger from Archie's, when you fill up a growler for half off or $8 from four to six every day, you are doing your part to keep the wheels churning in Reno as quarantine trudges along hopefully starts to ease up a little bit here so visit archiesreno.com today or you can call in your order at 322-9595 that's archiesreno.com or 322-9595 we're at weekly yearbook number eight we're recording a little bit later this week than normal it's six o'clock because you were watching waco i'm hooked we started it yesterday, the day before. Um, it is rock solid, eating up a lot of my time. But we've been we've been fairly good with staying at an episode or two per day. But it's uh yeah, it's definitely one of the ones like once we start the episode, we don't finish it or we don't stop it in the middle. We yeah. got 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 to power through. What kind of psycho watches a show that you binge like that and stops mid episode? A psycho who's been in his apartment for eight weekly yearbooks worth and somehow is losing his irrational thought of decision making. <laughs> How many episodes into it are you? Uh, four, or five, I think. Something. Yeah, I think somewhere in there. I don't for even know how long it is, but I think it's only six episodes. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Waco on Netflix. It's about the cult, Mount Carmel, Texas, hey, hey, early nineties. David Koresh. Easy, easy with a, easy with the cult term there, guy. Yeah, they kind of try to challenge that <laughs> in, in the show for certain. If you are familiar with the story, or even if you're not, that is a almost must watch. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really entertaining, and makes you question some things. And as an anti-government guy like yourself, I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're on David Crush's side. <laughs> My beard is so <laughs> obnoxious right now. Yeah, you got a real. I'm about to take everything and move into the woods look going on over there. 
Well, you were just telling me this beard gives me a fat face. Yeah, fat you, now. And you've been you're ready for a, a harsh winter. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm for those of for those of you who are also growing out your facial hair or growing out your hair. We're getting close to decision time. It seems like restrictions are going to start easing here. Do we get rid of it all once we go back into the office? Do we leave it? Tough decision ahead. I say at least everybody. I, well, I can't even say I say because I was on the other side. I shaved it. Le- I shaved it the other night. Um, had I kept my note, but partly it's because I grow about half the strength of a beard that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the I was one of three the three sons we have in the Shout family in our in our squad. Uh, I was blessed with the least amount of facial hair. So mm-hmm. mine, mine definitely is not as full. You and Aaron both were a little more blessed than I was. So I had to get rid of it for, um, I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror because it was so yeah. awful. But for people who can grow it, I would suggest keep it. You Well, you also work remotely on, in a, on a permanent basis. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're that not is going true. into the office. Yeah, I won't be seeing anybody else too soon. <laughs> okay, let's open weekly yearbook number eight. As always, start with you. All right. Well, I guess we'll lead in with the good news. We'll start. We're on a positive note right now, but there was a show that welcomed back some big stars named Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Adam Scott, Rob Lowe, even Paul Rudd made an appearance. And I don't know for who's caught that, but Parks and Rec basically did a reunion show. It was a special they were basically doing it to raise money for COVID-19. And they ended up raising over more than $3 million. And it was for Feeding America's relief fund. All the donations still coming in and everything. They had actually the first $500,000 were donated or matched by the NBC's like uh, producers network and all those kind of elite guys. But I think that's kind of a cool thing. Obviously, Parks and Rec, we didn't watch that. I don't even know. Do you ever watch Parks and Rec? You didn't watch Parks and Rec? I did, but I didn't watch it like as it was on. It wasn't a show oh, like the it was on. No, on yeah. Netflix. Caught it on the Netflix. So did not see when it was live on the TV because obviously Thursday nights were for solely, strictly the office. But um, I thought that was kind of a cool thing to do. Anytime you can kind of get some of his characters, and especially they said they hadn't been. The show ended in 2015, so you've probably been four or five years since they've all been together. So I'm sure it was cool for them, but obviously for a great cause as well. Feeding America, a good organization. Um, so there's the good news for the week. Did you watch it? <laughs> You're the worst, bro. Goodnewsnetwork.org. I go on the You're website. You're the worst. I actually saw it on Twitter. I think it was that it was going on. And, you know, it, it warmed my heart. I felt good about it, but I just wasn't ready to commit to it. I'm just, I'm afraid of like, I'm like Ryan on the office. I'm afraid to commit. I'm afraid of not committing. I'm just like finding that. Find that middle area, and apparently my thumb won that war. I scrolled past it. <laughs> I watched it, or we watched it on Saturday night, I think. Oh, you watched it? Was it good? Watched it. It wasn't bad. It was. Okay. It's like any show. I feel like when you bring them back after a certain amount of time, where it's just it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah. And there, everyone was like, no one was together, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone was at home on the webcam. It's kind of a probably a little bit different a way that they would have envisioned their reunion not they, being on they probably weren't planning on doing a reunion yeah well i'm just yeah i get that it was like remember when they brought scrubs back i couldn't do it could not do it uh, once it wasn't switched to abc i think it switched to a different network I, and it, sure it's abc they started bringing sesame street characters in there and i just yeah i got lost did you see ted died last week i did r.i.p i watched 
I put on YouTube, I'm not even kidding, probably five times I did a loop, the song when he sings Hey Ya by Outkast for at the janitor's wedding. Yep. I listened to that probably five times. I love that song when he sings it. That whole show was phenomenal. And it was uh, such a mix of it can make you laugh really hard and then tear at your heartstrings. Yep. There was and one can- there's one season finale where they played that Book of Love song. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was when JD was leaving the hospital. I can't remember exactly what was going on. And I cried. Hand yeah. up. I think it was, wasn't he having his baby? Wasn't he having the baby? And they're envisioning like the kids growing up together. J- oh, that, some- that is that is what it was. Yeah, but that on the other side though, that show you could watch it, and at one episode, it could give you a great life lesson. Have your young child next to you and watch this, and then on the next episode, it was like the most inappropriate thing you could imagine. <laughs> it's called range. It's yeah. called range. <laughs> they 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 could hit the highs and the lows. <laughs> now now I want to watch Scrubs. My first one is: Did you see this news? Trevor Plouffe, what he tweeted this week. Are we talking beast mode? You don't even know who Trevor Plouffe is. Trevor Plouffe, he's my guy. Former Major League Baseball player, now hosts talking the Talking Baseball podcast. Here was his tweet on Monday. Mm. Want some good baseball news? I just heard from multiple sources that on June 10th, spring training two will start. July 1 opening day, and all teams will be playing at their home ballparks. How? First question, how? What do you mean, how? How is that going to happen? What do you mean? We're just putting everything in the rear view, putting those guys in the stands. Major leagues are starting again. I'm sure it's no fans in the stands. Mm. I'd be sh- There's no way you would think they can have fans in the stands. The big takeaway here is obviously the date is interesting also there are rumors floating around that major league baseball was going to do a cactus league grapefruit league thing we have west coast teams in arizona east coast teams in florida to minimize travel and play at the spring training parks and this obviously contradicts that is this real or legit i have no clue Mm -hmm. no clue i haven't looked into it that would mean though if this has any legs and the difficulty with any of these stories is so much changes every single day with this story and what leagues are willing to do or what leagues are putting out there. And I think some of it, we'll talk about this in weekend plans. will hinge on UFC is going to try to give it a go this weekend and there'll be sports leagues seeing what the reaction is, what the political reaction is. I think leagues will also say, Oh my God, so many people watched this. Oh Yeah. oh yeah either way if this if this could happen that would mean we'd get baseball on july 4th this was my pipe dream way back in like weekly yearbook number one that we'd have live sports on july 4th that they would come back on july 4th or that weekend or whatever and you know baseball is sweating it to try to play games on july 4th Mm -hmm. would be incredible is it realistic i have no clue Probably not. I mean, I just say as Mariner fans, we I'm already ready to throw the season in, put the towel in. It's like I'm not re- I'm not ready to be good, and well, we can't even be good until May because we're not playing in May um, before we start imploding. But I'm gonna recircle back and let's not forget this coronavirus. COVID nineteen's been real convenient for the Houston Astros. Take a shot. People forget. People forget about the Astros already. 
is being is missing a year when you're in a rebuild is that good or bad well the whole franchise technically is always in a rebuild so i don't know if it's considered a rebuild when the strategy is to continue rebuilding that's inaccurate we've been mediocre for two decades and we've just hovered in mediocrity or mediocrity there it is for you said covid and you continue to say covid i don't want to hear anything from you about pronunciation i'm aware of what i'm saying are they still doing the t-mobile tuesday free mlb tv well they are yeah so the last time i looked into because remember i texted the, the the family chat about it sorry aaron at&t loser um but they basically said that it's basically on hiatus right now it's on hold it says whenever the season starts they're going to throw it out to everybody it's just kind of sitting there like nobody could sign up for it because they don't exactly know yeah um obviously when the season's going to start but but from what the website said is as soon as the season starts they're going to let everybody know like hey you got it's on this day to grab it t-mobile squad that's that, that's news no one else we're, we're being judged right now for having t-mobile <laughs> hey i'm if i could i'd have a whole magenta uh wardrobe just like their ceo you, you you love their ceo you always retweet him what's his name laguerre or something john, john legere john legere something like that he is just a an interesting guy um yeah i'm all about him i can support any company that's got a charismatic ceo like that the, the dude does not not wear pink we've covered so much ground we've both only done one thing weekly <laughs> but we've talked about scrubs t-mobile sports coronavirus that's range. That's also range. That is also. We're giving people the information they need to know. Is what it really comes down to. What else do you get? <laughs> well, the riff of the century. Did you hear that that's ending? Which one? I say riff of the decade. I'll be a little more specific here, but the Utah Jazz executive vice president of basketball operations, Dennis Lindsay, expressed he has optimism about the continued partnership between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Um, joke that whole thing is. Yeah, I know we've already talked about that, and Donovan Mitchell's more or less... Uh, he's, just trying, he's just yeah, trying to he's, get in front of it. He, he, yeah, he's yeah. controlling the narrative and just going to say, no, Rudy gave it to me in hopes yeah, they yeah. can't confirm it, and then he can be mad at Rudy instead of the other way around. Okay, so noted, Reno Slant, pro-go-bear pro podcast. But obviously that riff, they're hoping that ends soon. I'm sure for the team's sake, they want it to get figured out. But that's just where we are in the, in the, in the wake of the sports media is that the feud between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell is, is top headlines on ESPN. Um, don't know whether that makes me sad or happy. It, that it the, makes the, me the riff, very sad. The riff is ending. You could be sad or happy the riff is ending, but that's just where we are with headlines. My second one... I said at the very top, I want to pull you guys behind the curtain a little bit. We take pride in, in being a transparent podcast, really letting you guys know what's going on. We have some ambitious goals for the podcast. is why we talk about it every single week. And without sounding corny, when we accomplish anything on the podcast, it really is because of you guys. You're, you're, you're sharing it on social. You're telling your friends about it. And that is something that really is up to you guys. And we can encourage you and ask you to do it. But some of you have really taken charge of it and helped us get to this spot where we have those weeks where we're generating over 500 downloads. And I used to roll my eyes when like shows or brands would say, it's all because of our listeners, all because of our viewers. And I'd roll my eyes a little bit. And my perspective on that has definitely shifted <laughs> since launching the podcast and pushing two years of doing this thing. Many of you know that we launched our blog on the website last month. 
And before then, we were doing like 150 page views a month. And if you're thinking that's not very many page views, you're right. We're being transparent with you guys. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's where we were. One of the reasons we wanted to start the blog was to start pumping up those numbers, start driving some more traffic. And that number grew total page views to just around 800 in the month of April, April, meaning the number almost quadrupled total views when we launched the blog. Our goal, I guess, now is to break 1,000 page views in May. Nothing else to really share there other than we had an awesome month on the website. Thank you to all of you who clicked around, who read the blog, which I still need to upload your new one, by the way. Jeez. What do we got? (laughs) So thank you to all of you, seriously, who who visit the website, check out the blog. Uh, We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. As a guy who at the moment isn't a great writer, nor do I spend a lot of my evenings writing. When Nathan was telling me those numbers, I did. I was like, at least somebody's reading it. I'm not just yeah writing writing some nonsense here. Um, well, you are. Well, I mean, it's always nonsense. I guess I should have put that writing nonsense that nobody's reading. I saw another headline. I didn't read in any information. It's not because I'm lazy. It's because I wanted to get your take on it. Because I feel like this is something you might have some mixed emotions on. Okay. Skittles returning. What is your thought on that? I'm hearing Marshawn Lynch and his agent talking about rejoining the Hawks. I don't know the uh, year, two years, three years, what they're talking. I let that, I'm going to let that be to you to go on your little Seahawks rant here. Um, but <laughs> me as an outside looking in and just from not being as emotionally invested, I'll put it that way lightly. I'm all for it. <laughs> This became news because ESPN re-aired the Fail Mary game, Hawks, Packers, Monday Night Football, Russell Wilson's rookie year, Golden Tate. Did he catch it? Did he not catch it? <laughs> game winning mm-hmm. touchdown. Got it. A play, final play of the game. And they had Marshawn on SVP immediately following. And Marshawn slipped it out that his agent has been in touch with the Hawks. And I got very excited last year when he came back. The fact he scored a couple, he scored a touchdown, I believe, in the divisional playoff game against the Packers. He scored a touchdown in that week 17 game against the Niners, which you and I talk about. Watching Marshawn score a touchdown against San Francisco in a primetime game gave me all the feels, all of them. Mm -hmm. Him coming back next year, it would be in more of an inspirational role. He's not going to be the lead back. This is going to, it would be on a one year deal. And I think all of us would be surprised if he finished the year on the team. Actually, it's just, he's at that point now. You would at that position, especially you would anticipate something's going to tweak, something's going to pull, and, and the Hawks will probably release him. I'm here for it. I, I'm down to give him a shot, bring him back just for morale reasons. I would not anticipate him being a major contributor, though. Well, I'm saying if he gets hurt, you give him like a Ben Roethlisberger type position. Give him a headset. Let him talk to some people. Get him pumped up. Suit him up or not, put him in some sweats, give him a family family size bag of Skittles and a headset and just see what happens. <laughs> My last one, this is how slow, you know, at first it was weekly yearbook because there were so many things happening so quickly. That is starting to change a little bit here, things slowing down. My last one is I have a confession. I've talked about getting an Xbox and how excited I was to play Call of Duty and drop in with the boys, play Warzone, gave you a hard time for not having an Xbox yet. By the way, mm-hmm. any movement there? No. no. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been resistant to the pressure. 
<laughs> my confession is that I am terrible at Call of Duty. Terrible. I really played for the first time this past weekend. And by that, mm-hmm. I mean staying up till 1.30 on Friday nice. night. Nice. Dropping in. The game is awesome. It's super fun. I'm going to continue to play it. There's no question, though. I'm a liability in any has, squad that I drop in with. I'm a liability. Has the game passed you up? That's what it's sounding like. Because I'm not going to say you were a great player back in the day, but you held your own. You yeah, weren't, I mean, when, you when, I, when I do team deathmatch, I hold my own. I got a basically a one KD ratio. I tread water. That's in team deathmatch. It's different in, mm-hmm. in Warzone. It's just, war, Warzone's the you're one versus everybody, right? You can drop in with trios. You can play by yourself or quads. You can't spawn though. So once you're dead, you're dead. 150 people. Last last man wins. So that's one of those, that's one of those ones where like you. If you die like in the first 30 seconds, you just have to sit there for 10 minutes until it ends. You can get back in. So you go into the gulag where it's 1v1 and you can get out of there. That's what that term is. I keep seeing gulag yeah. all over the place yeah. and no, no clue what it meant. That's I just what that is. Like, or yep. your team can buy you back in later. They need enough Ooh. cash. Go to a buy station. They can buy you back in. So it doesn't mean you're dead. If the team is dead, though, then you just drop back out and then go into a new lobby and wait to drop in again. Man, I am really glad you brought up Gulag because Gulag was one of those words I thought. I was like, I am getting old. I just don't know what these terms are anymore. <laughs> I We played. Uh, he chirped us a little bit on Twitter. Parker Houston uh, just signed with, with the Cardinals. He was chirping me on Twitter because I said I'd play Call of Duty with him a couple weeks ago. They never did. And then we played on Friday. And dude is a freak. Way too good at Call of Duty. <laughs> Way too good at Call of Duty. And I'm just there, zero kills. Just just following him around, basically. NFL caliber still has time to just mop the floor on Call of Duty. Nathan just drinking white mango white claws and one one KDR. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other uh any other weekly yearbook moments for you? Eight was a doozy. I'm ready to move on to nine. Okay, been been working with Hugh for some time. It was really great to have him on. This conversation is a little bit longer than some of our conversations are with some of our guests. We covered a lot of ground. It's about 30 minutes here. Went full Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons in-depth long form interview. <laughs> Here's our conversation with Hugh. Oh, baby. He just went up the invisible okay, Hugh. Uh, against my much better judgment. Agree to finally have you on. You promise to behave. I do, but you almost you also promised to call me Master Hugh, so I'm still waiting on that title. <laughs> That's not coming. That's not coming. Uh, that is one of the things we got to discuss because you just got your masters. You're smarter than a lot of us now. Uh, before we get down there, though, um, I think it'd probably be easier for a lot of people listening. You work in the sports department at, at Nevada. If you just kind of laid the groundwork as to what it is you do at Nevada for, for the athletic department, and then we can kind of have some fun about some of your insights within the athletic program. So what do you do? So I, my title is communications graduate assistant. Uh, so obviously I work in the communications office and essentially what that is, is I am the gateway between the media and our pro team or our sports teams, excuse me. So guys like you, Nevada Sportsnet, Channel 8, Channel 2, all the media outlets that cover Nevada, I'm essentially the person that they'll come to if they want to do an interview with one of our coaches or players. Or on the flip side, I'll reach out to you guys if there's a story 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're primarily the ones that are behind a lot of the social media accounts. Um, yeah. I'm going to lie and say we're not if you don't like what we're pushing out or you're one of the trolls coming at us. <laughs> but in all honesty, um, that's usually us. So um, each SID, which is each individual person in the communications department, stands for Sports Information Director. Um, for the sports that we are essentially in charge of, we're usually behind those social media accounts. Um, so between the media, social media, and then obviously press releases, mm-hmm. that's the the overarching uh, okay. answer to what I do. How many trolls are there on the Nevada Athletics different social media platforms? You got a lot of them? No. Well, the thing is, is I mean, most of them aren't ones that like stick around. Like we don't have like a long-standing troller. The like, recurring oh, ones. Yep. Yeah, like we'll get like a Twitter egg every so often, or usually it's just someone from a different school. Yeah. Um, but honestly, most of the time what it is is if, let's say, football's playing, um, it's usually someone who's never heard of Nevada before but happened to bet on them. And for whatever reason, <laughs> yeah. like we're going to be the reason they don't hit the over or something, so then they're just coming yeah. at us. It's usually that, and it's usually just for a game. <laughs> It's really funny the disconnect between people who, uh, well, I guess the disconnect for people who tweet at teams and at schools when they lose a bet, thinking like the coaches are the ones checking these social media accounts. Oh, yeah. Dude, there have been so <laughs> many times where I want to, like, for example, I tweet a lot of the football and basketball games from our accounts. And there are so many times I want to reply to people and be like, dude, I don't call the plays. Like, I'm just trying to tell you what's happening. I promise I don't have that much. I'm not that important. Please don't yell at me. (laughs) For sure. Okay. You you said you want to be referred to as Master Hugh. You just got your master's. Would you get it in? And what do you think about not having an in-person graduation? So I got my master's in media innovation, which is basically just the master's program for the journalism school at Nevada. Um, So I got my undergrad in journalism and I started to focus on PR and then Um, The media innovation uh, master's degree at Nevada, there's a big emphasis on public relations in that and how Mm -hmm. journalism kind of coincides with that. Um, But as the title suggests of the degree, um, it's a lot of how do you engage people in this new world of media with social media and podcasts and online. Um, So that kind of the strategic side of it is what really drew me into it of like, okay, what different campaigns and different like out of the box forms of content can we do either at Nevada or whatever I do later mm-hmm. in life? Um, just kind of that strategy of how do we engage certain audiences is what drew me into it. Sure. And then I'm, I'm just a big social media guy in general. So I just love, I love my Twitter fingers. So any way I can get people uh, <laughs> engaged on that is, uh, is getting my attention. We'll, we'll get to your Twitter fingers here in a second, uh, but I did, we're, we're going to talk about White Claws later. We've mentioned it a couple times here in the podcast, and you, uh, we agree on a lot of things when it comes to at least professional sports. We, we agree Do we? <laughs> on, our, on our love of White Claw. Yes. Um, I, I saw Chad, Chad Hartley gave you a metric crap ton for a graduation gift. So how much damage did you do this weekend? Um, so I had between... What I was gifted by my friends at Nevada and what I already had in the fridge, the <laughs> night of after I passed my defense to get my degree, I had over 50 White Claws in the apartment. <laughs> and um, I'm not a math guy, but just going through it through my head and from what I remember, 
uh, over half of them are gone. So <laughs> we put a pretty good dent into it. Pretty I good say dent. we because my roommate helped. Um, so it wasn't just me. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. If if we dig into it a little bit here, I mean, you, you laid the groundwork of, of what you do at, at Nevada and with the access that you have to the players, the coaches, how much you're around them, you get a sense of who these people really are as people, not who they are as coaches or how a lot of us see them, whether it's watching games on TV or, or reading about them. So do you have any examples of maybe um, stories about coaches or players or just how you've gotten to know them that differs from how maybe they are perceived just by how close you are to them? I mean, is there anything that comes to mind there? So one that jumps out for me was the first year I worked with football was uh, the 2018 season. So not this last season, but the one before. And I was fortunate enough to travel to the Arizona Bowl. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was Chad Hartley, my boss, the director of communications. uh, And then I was basically the secondary communications guy. And on the actual media day where uh, Coach Norvell and a couple players do the press conference, um, I was in charge of getting Norvell there uh, because we had one car, not enough room. So I got Norvell there and then Chad got the other players there. Mm -hmm. And as Coach Norvell and I were in the green room, essentially just like behind a door before they brought us out. Um, I'd never really talked to him a whole lot to that point. Um, I was basically the guy just telling him like, Hey, come do this interview over here. Um, but I'm, for those of you that don't know, a diehard 49er fan. And he used to coach the NFL and he coached with the Raiders and Jerry Rice was on the Raiders during that time. So I sat down with him. I'm just like, coach, you really like you're with Jerry Rice, huh? Like you really coached Jerry Rice. He's like, yeah, man, like it was cool. Like blah, blah, blah. And he just gave like a nice answer. I'm like, no, like tell me more about that. Cause I don't think you understand like just how that's blowing my mind right now. And so we just talked for a couple minutes about it. And it was just, it was, it was just such a cool conversation. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a small example of what you get from these coaches. Cause I mean, I work with some coaches. I don't think I understand the magnitude of how successful they've been. Like Coach Norvell's coach in the NFL, mm-hmm. TJ Bruce. I've worked with baseball for four years. Coach Bruce won a college world series like before he came here. Right. Um, Aaron Odagaki with women's soccer played with Hope Solo in college. Like there's, there's just this level, uh, this different level of experience that these coaches have that I just love to pick their brain about. And they're so humble about it too. Um, But that Norvell one just sticks out to me just because one, my love of the Niners and the greatest wide receiver ever. Don't tweet me about that because there's no other answer. Um, And just getting to pick his brain about it and just having him be so open with me and not just being like, like, who's this kid that doesn't know anything. Um, Just treating me like, like the football fan I am and uh, just acting like we're on that same level was a really cool experience. Jay Rice, Seahawk legend. By the way, okay. All right. When does this end? Are we done yet? <laughs> I actually have a. I grew up vacationing at Tahoe pretty much every other summer of my life, and they have obviously the celebrity golf tournament up there. And uh, I, I hate that I'm going to feed this to you here. When I actually grew up, I had a Merwin Hanks Seahawks or a Niners jersey, the safety. Yeah, you and did. that was that was my first team that I really liked, and I love Jerry Rice. So I actually have a hat that I got autographed by Jerry Rice, 49er hat at Tahoe and it's I actually need to figure out what to do with it. It's just sitting in my closet. 
Well, I can I can think of a couple better places for it. It's <laughs> closer to me. But. I know. I could we could probably figure something out there. How much how much you willing to pay? Let's start a bidding war here. Uh, well, I said I was a communications graduate assistant, so I'll let you guess how much money <laughs> yeah. I have in the bank. I'll, I'll pay you. I'll charge you in white claws. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the things that w- we talked about before um, ha- having you on is I was going to throw some just BS random statistical questions at you to try to stump you. And you said, actually bring it because that's what you do, right? You're, you look at a, a lot of stats. So I was, I'm not going to ask any specific questions, but I was going to say, are there any like just meaningless stats that you have memorized, whether it be on football or maybe baseball more so? I'm thinking back to the that's well that leads into another thing that we do in communications I doubt any fan actually reads the game notes that we put out uh before each game but we put a lot of work into these game notes where we pull a lot of these stats mostly for the broadcasters Uh um we had one this last year where I think football was five and two when Elijah Cooks caught five passes and they were five and oh (laughs) <laughs> up until those last two games of the year when he caught like over 10 balls in both the of them. bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. And then the year before, I can't give you the exact record, but Nevada was undefeated throughout like the entire year when Toa carried the ball. Like I want to say it was like 10 times or something. Like if he had double yeah. digit carries, like we didn't lose all year or something like that. So I would have to go back and look that okay. one up. Yeah, the, the game notes are awesome for like when I wrote for the Sparks Tribune, even now for the podcast, that's something that we go through and put together our game previews. Um, I had to introduce Adam to the game preview, the game notes. He had no idea what they were. I'm like, bro, you need to stop going crazy. They lay it all out for you in these game notes. So yeah. for those who have not seen these game, game notes, they are thorough. I mean, there is a ton of information in those things, especially for football. How do you guys keep track of all that? So... One is just the creativity of it. Like if you're a fan of the game, you pick up on a lot of stuff like the Toa Mm -hmm. carries one, like does the amount of touches a running back gets really equate to how often the team's going to win? Maybe, maybe not, but it's, it's part of, it's just fun. Like it's a fun threshold or like it's so a lot of it's just like the fan in you when you see that stuff. But a lot of it also is we have a stat program that helps pull that information for us um, yep. and it, it groups it as well. I mean, we still have to actually find the note itself. Yeah. Um, but between like our own creativity as fans in that program, when you put it together, mm-hmm. um, it's fun. And then the ones that are really interesting are the notes that you track um, throughout the entire season. So like you come up with it maybe week one or two um, yep. and then every week you see if you hit that threshold again and then you just increase uh, like the number on the record. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. Um, all right. One of the fun things that you guys have done in the wake of all of this crap that's going on right now is you've rebroadcast some of the classic Nevada games on Twitter. You've got old players involved. You've made it interactive. It's something that people have really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed the Blue Friday one when the re-aired the, the Boise game from 2010, that was. I don't want you to get in trouble but are there any other things you guys are working on right now to try to keep fans, try to keep followers engaged through all this? Uh, yes, there are other things we're working on. Um, <laughs> I can't dive into too much detail. Um, I can sure. tell you that we are doing, we are planning to do more replays, um, yep. whether it's football or basketball or um, a couple other sports have been talked about as well. So we're definitely trying to do more replays. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if we're ever going to hit the level that we did with Blue Friday in terms of like live tweeting the entire game and the sponsorships and whatnot. Because while that was all fun and I know people, we know people enjoyed it, we also know people just kind of want to watch the broadcast. Um, And I think the best parts of those are like you mentioned when we get the former players in there, like even us working like during that broadcast, we're Mm -hmm. having a blast just looking at like, duke williams and brandon marshall and those guys just like it was so funny yeah yeah just giving us little insights and um one of the highlights was uh i don't remember exactly what was said but it was when titus young caught that ball with one second left where everyone thought boys he's just gonna kick a field goal and win and duke williams was like oh i told our guys to get back like i don't know what they were doing (laughs) stuff like that but um to answer your original question as much as i can yes we have more in the works so stay tuned yeah Understood. Fair enough. Yeah, the the Boise game watching that, one of the things that stood out to me was just we've known how much talent there was in that game. So much talent. The names you were hearing, they played on Sundays, they played on Sunday, they played on Sunday, mm-hmm. and that was for a whack game. It was back yeah. in the whack days. H- hard to imagine that now, right? I mean, just with all that's going on in college sports and group of five, I don't know if we'll ever see that again for like a group of five game. Dude, I forgot Doug Williams, uh, or not Doug Williams, Doug Martin. Excuse me, I forgot Doug Martin. Was I totally on that forgot Boise team. Yeah, I had to Google like that, that's Muscle Hamster. Doug yeah. Martin. I'm like that dude. Had like, I remember he had like a four or four or five touchdown game in the NFL at one point when I was in high school. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, he was a dude. He was. He was good. And like Titus Young for the year or two, he was with the Lions. He was good. And now Kellen Moore is like coaching the Cowboys. And yep, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's crazy. And then there were dudes on the Nevada team with like Virgil Green and mm. Brandon Marshall. They both won Super Bowls. Rashard Matthews, obviously Kaepernick. Like there are a lot of really, really good players on that team. Really good players. N- not just guys who played on like guys who were impact guys. Yes. Next next level. Absolutely. Wild. Wild, wild. Which actually segues pretty well to the next thing I, I want to get to. Because one, one of the areas we really clash and we joke about it on Twitter sometimes is you guys can't see he's got a giants flag in the background he's got a golden state warriors cap on i'm obviously from washington so the the hawks niners thing is very real you guys had a really fun past february in the super bowl again you guys are making a, a habit of that most recent trips um Thanks. when we when when we won super bowl 48 yes we i'm that guy i i say we uh i didn't get comfortable until like midway through the fourth quarter and it was 43 8 the final score wasn't that when we annihilated <laughs> Denver up 20 to 10 with less than eight, less than eight minutes left. Where, where were you on the swing of motions? Were you, were you terrified? Were you starting to get comfortable? Oh, I, I wouldn't be comfortable when the, if, if we were up 30 with one second left on the clock, I wouldn't be comfortable. Um, <laughs> I real talk though. I was, I was still really stressed just cause Mahomes throughout his whole career and especially during the playoff run one he came back from down double digits every game and two he has that late game magic where if your d-line misses one sack on him or he breaks out or something he's gonna find tyreek hill downfield for 40 yards on third and 15 or whatever it was third and 21 yeah and i was getting nervous because our offense was sputtering a little bit that fourth quarter even before that and just couldn't even kept going three and out and i knew Mm -hmm. like as great as our defense was last season and still will be 
if you give Mahomes too many chances, you're not going to hold the Chiefs to 10 points like we did. Um, so, no, I was still nervous. And then when that Tyreek play happened, um, I, I knew we were in trouble. I didn't give up hope yet. I didn't give up hope yet, but I knew that we were going to have to score again. And unfortunately, we didn't. You feel a Super Bowl hangover coming this year? No. That'd be a real, that'd be a real shame. It'd be a real shame. I'm sure it would. I'd rather have a Super Bowl hangover than just a hangover if you're a Seahawks <laughs> fan. But no, I don't think so. I mean, so we lost to Forrest Buckner. We lost Emmanuel Sanders. But we got Brandon Ayuk. Shout out Reno. Yeah. And we got um, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina, who's going to help fill that spot with Buckner. Um, and we have, you heard it here first, the 2020 Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa. So we'll be okay. <laughs> and Jimmy G is going to take the next step. He is the most over-scrutinized quarterback in the league for no good reason. He gets so, a lot of it, yeah. He does. Everyone's just mad that he's better looking than them and plays <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> we going to have football in the fall, though? I, I, I'm not. I'm not mentally prepared. Man, for that. I hope so. I'm. I'm struggling without sports. Like I, my friend Snapchat me the, the other day, and ESPN was showing like Tetris as a competition. So I think we're all having a tough time. We knew the content was going to get weird because it, that people got to create it somehow and create engagement somehow. And when everything is at a standstill, at least from a sports perspective, we knew it was coming. I saw ESPN is going to start. Uh, Korean baseball, I guess, is going on right now. And they're going to start broadcasting those games live at like 1 in the morning. I'm not watching that shit. Um, but the thought of not having football I, I in might the be. fall. <laughs> yeah. Might just start betting on it. You know that people will. People people will watch it. The, th the thought oh, of not sure. having football in the fall, though, legitimately horrifies me. Horrifies me. Not even, not exaggerating. That, that Ugh, the... The when you get to like mid August and it really starts ramping up, it's the best time of the year. One of the best oh, times yeah. of the year. And the thought of getting to mid August this year and not having college football or NFL football. <sighs> I just upset it's myself. Scary. I mean, the lack of content and people scrambling is exemplified by you bringing me on the podcast, first of all. Um, no, we're getting creative, dude. We're getting creative. Yeah. We're, cel we're celebrating you getting your masters. Is what we're doing. I appreciate that. I'm sure the world is uh is celebrating <laughs> with me. Yeah, but no, I, I I need sports too, man. Especially because I mean the Niners had a few good years with Harbaugh, and then last year, so it's like finally mm -hmm. they're doing something. And now I might not get to watch them. Um, I have I have faith um, that we're gonna have sports, but. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I need him back. I also yeah. don't think we're going to skip past the fact that you're going to bring up the Super Bowl loss, but not the Week 17 game between Seattle and San Francisco. Dude, that was such a good game. That that was such a great game. I, I, have a, was not. I have a story tied to Nevada with that one real quick. Okay. So it was, um, it was the day that the team was driving up to Boise for the Potato Bowl. And mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. The second kickoff happened because we were on the bus and I'm looking at my phone. The second kickoff happened is when you hit that patch driving from Reno to Boise where it's like 45 minutes of no cell service. So I'm sitting there freaking out. Chad Hartley's behind me, like in my ear, like, oh, I bet the Niners are down 20, like, <laughs> like letting me hear it. 
Like I'm just like refreshing my phone constantly. I'm asking everyone else on the bus, like, do you have service? Can you get the game? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I eventually got it back at halftime. And then as we got to the hotel, it was like the fourth quarter and I sprinted up to the room and Nick Beaton, who used to work at Nevada, um, yep. was in my room as it happened, like the final play. And here's right. a picture of me literally just laying on the bed because I was so stressed and worked <laughs> up, like after we finally won the game. Um, I'll have to dig that up, but it's it's a classic. I remember, I remember seeing that picture. And for those who don't remember, this was the game in Seattle where Hollister, our tight end, got tackled at the one-inch line on the final play of the game to give the Santa Clara 40 Winers the one seed in, in, in the NFC playoffs. That's a cute name. It, it is a cute name. Uh, I remember the final score of that game. I remember not be, I wasn't as upset by the fact that we lost because I I didn't feel that we were a Super Bowl contender last year. I was much more upset by the fact it resulted in the Niners getting the one seed. Oh, way yeah. more way more upset about that. It cleared the path and it was like they're gonna go to the Super Bowl now. We're one inch away. God well I'm not I'm not mad about it. You know I know uh it was either ESPN or FL Network or someone right now is re airing the fail Mary game with green you guys in green I don't, Bay. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't want i don't, I don't know what the, I don't the problem was i that's a that's completion that's a touchdown golden tate game over my point is the seahawks have gotten their fair share of being <laughs> on the other side of that one inch in that game throughout the last decade if you are gonna be a team that is known for winning and you're gonna have some success over an extended period of time you're gonna have your breaks in there like it's just the, I, the, the way it is um like the game that game week 17 you guys didn't get away with a blatant pi on who i forget who was i think it was hollister you mean when you in, ran in his the, route into our linebacker trying to draw the call not even looking for the that's, ball that's, that's, NFL, that's nfl football in 2019 is it a great rule no do they call it pi 10 out of 10 times yes where are we at where are we at all right let's get out here with something fun you want to talk some white claws Oh, always want to talk some White Claws. All right. Because I am shameless and want White Claw to be a sponsor on the podcast, and because Hugh and I are both big White Claw proponents, we have put together our respective White Claw power rankings. Those of you who drink White Claws will find this entertaining. Those of you who don't drink White Claws have no idea what the hell we're talking about, and you probably fast forward the next three or four minutes, and you'll be good. There are eight flavors. We'll start at number eight. We'll work our way up. And then this this is, comes out on Wednesday. It's Monday evening as we're recording this. We'll put it out on Twitter. We'll let you guys vote. And I don't know. What does the loser have to do? We should probably think of something. Oh, man. You're, you're, ba- you're bad at the social media contest right now. You've got to dot the Dodgers in your Twitter picture. Yeah, I just, I just lost a bet on social media. I'm, I'm done with making bets. I keep losing. <laughs> the loser has to... I don't know. What's not terrible? Shotgun a White Claw. Shotgun the least. Who, the other person's number eight. Their least favorite flavor. They got a shotgun it. Put the video on Twitter. Deal. Okay. Number eight. I'll let you start. All right. So we'll start with the correct list. Um, number eight on the White Claw power rankings is Ruby Grapefruit. Interesting. My number eight is Lemon. And it's not even close. Oh, my gosh. We're about to bicker so much during the next few minutes i don't 
it's it's weird. I gotta like withhold my my comments about some of the flavors. We've got a long way to go here. Number seven, tangerine. Oh my god. <laughs> Number seven for me is watermelon. I thought that was gonna be a good flavor. I was massively disappointed. That's how that. I felt about tangerine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm two for the new variety pack. I I don't know if it's because it's new. The original OG variety pack, I think, is far superior. By the way. We'll see. <laughs> number six. Number six is lime. Lime. Yeah, we have uh, number six for me. I put grapefruit. So we okay, both have so grapefruit close to the bottom. Yeah, that and that just makes sense. That flavors <laughs> not the business. Number five. Number five. This is where it got a little tough for me. Number five okay. is raspberry. And I do wow. like raspberry. Like five and above, I'll drink happily. Num- six through eight will be like if they're the only ones left. If they're the only so ones like left. Raspberry, I- yeah, raspberry I like. Okay. Number five for me, we were actually close here. Number five, I had lime. Okay. I had lime at five. What do you got, number four? Number four is watermelon. Wow, you have it much higher than I do. Oh, just I, f- I, f- I feel like it's a. I feel like it's a little bit like watermelon is like – it seems more watered down. I mean, obviously it's watermelon. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know. I, I was, maybe I just built it up too much in my mind. Maybe that's on me. You hyped Water- up the movie too much. Watermelon's good. It's the perfect one. If you've had a few white claws and you just need like some to go down easy. Like, cause mm-hmm. like you said, it's kind of watered down. Yeah. Um, like that one's like you're sitting poolside. I love it's the power rankings depend on the mood, the time of day, how many have I had, how recently had I eaten, how close am I to water? These things all need to be considered. This isn't a joke, um, Nathan. This is <laughs> this is real life. At number what are we at? Four, four number four, I had tangerine. So I had that much higher than you. Okay. Did. Okay. All right. Now we're now we're getting a real serious territory. Top number three. Th- number three. Black cherry. Black cherry at number three. I think a lot of people are going to agree with you there. I had raspberry at number two or at number three. I have raspberry higher than you. I, I think raspberry that flavor has a little more zing to it, a little mm-hmm. more pop. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. So I got raspberry at three. I'm number not. Mad two. At, I'm not mad about raspberry at three. That's a good call. Okay. Number two. Number two is lemon. That is awful. No, that is terrible. Dude. I didn't realize you hadn't used that one yet. That's terrible. Here's the thing. Coming into it, I thought lemon was far and away going to be the worst. I thought it was just going to be another like lime. But okay. lemon is fantastic. It's like a Mike's Hard Lemonade without having to admit that you're drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> lemon is great. <laughs> so that's kind of the the backward. I mean, you had low expectations for lemon, found yourself enjoying it. Watermelon, I went into it hyped and was disappointed. Yeah. Always part of the equation. How much information did you gather about the movie before you watched it? You think it's going to be the best movie of all time? It's going to let you down every single time. Exactly. Got a lot of that going on here. Uh, at number two, I have Black Cherry. Okay. So, so we were close there. You have Black Cherry three. I have Black Cherry two, and then that means we have the same number one. Mango. Mango. All right. Incredible. Every other one was different, but number every one. every other one was different. Mango. Let's see, they included it in the new variety pack. They had their own 12 packs of mm-hmm. mango. I never understood why they didn't include it because I thought it was the best flavor of all of them. And now I have, I usually will go with the variety pack over one pack of any flavor just to mix it up. 
I yeah. will get I will get twelve packs though of just mango. Oh, me too. I think that's what made mango so good too. Is like you had the variety pack, and then mango just by itself. It was just like this rare, Exclusive. this rare breed. Yeah. And then you could sometimes find like tall boys of the mango white clot like little <laughs> convenience stores. Uh, it's like it's like the unicorn. It is the unicorn, the unicorn and white claws. And then I will let you comment because you were you were uh, chirping at mess a little bit. We did the Reno College bars, the best Reno College bars, and that got some traction, got a lot of interest. So I'll, I'll let you give your thoughts. And just to kind of set the table here, Adam was number one, Imperial, RIP, number two, R-Bar, number three, The Wall. I had put my list together in advance thinking we were going to do bars that were only operational at the time. Imperial obviously is not. In hindsight, I would have included the Imperial. I did not. I'm not going to make excuses. I was the wall, Archies, and R-Bar. What are yours? Well, I'm glad you saved this till the end so I could tell you that your list was awful without kicking <laughs> me off. So I split it up into two categories. Honestly, okay. I could have done three categories. I'll tell you what the third category would be, and that one you would like. Um, but clearly, I've spent a lot of time in the downtown areas of Reno. Not recently. Don't worry. Social distancing. <laughs> um, so the first two categories, I went straight college bars, and then I went top three of like the club setting bars. Because I feel there's, like you there's, can't there's a difference. This. There's a difference. Yes. There's absolutely a difference. So college bars, <clears throat> I'm not going by the rule that they have to exist now. Um, Cause this was like my undergrad experience. Yep. So number three was the U, which you would know is the corkscrew. Yep. Um, number three was the U for me. Mm -hmm. Number two is the Eddie. Um, Ooh, that mostly because. So Eddie is like the best bar in the summertime. Plus yep. this last year, they actually let it stay open into the night. Cause before they just had it open yeah, in the day. Down, and then, yeah. And then like last summer, that was like the spot. Like that's where everybody started the night. Cause it was a great crowd. Mm -hmm. There are usually dogs there that makes yep. everyone happy. Um, yeah. The Eddie's number two. And then number one, undefeated, undisputed champion, rest in peace, Imperial. Yeah. Nobody competed with Imperial. No then one. it turned into that barbecue, whatever broke my heart. It's now I don't travesty. even know. If it's Travis. Oh, did you ever see it like pictures or go there or anything? I didn't. I never went there after they made the conversion, whatever it was. I saw pictures of it and it's pink and it's what? No. no. It, it hurts. Like just thinking Awful. about it. Awful. My, the first alcoholic beverage i had in reno nevada was at the imperial i have yep. a friend who still lives in the arlington towers right next to it it was when i had come down to interview for the sparks tribune and she was not there or whatever so she there's a bar downstairs go check it out and i remember sitting there in the bar thinking it was like one o'clock on a friday mm -hmm. like this place is awesome yeah and, and i was hooked that's Imperial up. Imperial is the best hands down. Yeah. Like no question. Um, so club setting bars. So ones that are much more like you're going to dance and like you want the music to be loud and all that fun stuff. How drunk uh, are you going to get the, 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 the drunker, the club setting, the more casual, the college bar. Let's be real. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like this isn't when I'm there, it's not 
to get drinks. It's I've already I've been drinking drinks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number three is Love and Cup. Um, that one mostly because there's an outside area you can go to without actually leaving the bar, so you can like get some fresh air, um, like breathe again. Yep. Like dry off some of your sweat, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, number two is Brew Brothers because they have live bands a lot of the time, and that's always fun and a nice change of pace. And it's actually like roomy. Um, and then number one, again, undisputed champion like Imperial is Novi. Novi. But yep. Novi after all the country nonsense stops at 12 o'clock. <laughs> honorable mention, as I just trashed country, honorable mention is the Jack Tent, but that's obviously only for a few weeks each year out the Reno Rodeo. How many nights a week do you go to the Jack Tent? So how, during, during the two weeks. So... This last summer, I've spent six years in Reno for four years of undergrad and then two years of grad school. And last mm. summer was the first time I've ever been to the Reno Rodeo because I'm really, I'm, yeah. So I'm from like the suburbs of San Jose. So like country just has never been my thing. Yeah. And my friend Nick Beaton, who I mentioned earlier, said, like, dude, this is your last year of school here. You have to go to the rodeo at least once. Yep. And the Jack Tent was some of the most fun I've ever had. So it's a blast in there. It is a blast. <laughs> It's funny. So I, I lived in Reno for four years and the amount of nights I went to the Jack tent was on a steep decline every single year. There's only so many nights you can do that. And we all know those people who go to the Jack tent like four or five nights a week for the two weeks it's there. And that is, I can't even comprehend that. My head hurts. Like I, I can't even comprehend it. that. Well, and the thing is, is you can't go into the Jack tent sober or else you realize how truly disgusting it is. <laughs> like it smells so bad. Not There's great. just like you're drinking right next to a line of eight porta potties. Like it's it's brutal. <laughs> Do you ever make it out tonight in the country? I'm going to assume not if you only went to the reading rodeo once. No. Uh, isn't that out in Yearington? It's out in Yearington. That's a Nick's backyard. I know. That's why I have to give it a little uh a little hate here because i know he's gonna listen to this <laughs> all right dude that was really fun we, we've been we've been working together in some capacity for let's just say almost two years yeah uh, we've talked about this on and off you've been a huge help for us with everything with the podcast connecting us with 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 tj other players other coaches getting them on the podcast um so the fact we're able to get you on have some fun I'll go back and forth a little bit. It's really cool. I'm really glad we were able to do this and uh, certainly appreciate you making the time. Yeah, man. Um, I hope you don't lose all your subscribers from this episode, but um, <laughs> I hope I hope everyone enjoyed it. Before we get off, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a, a pop quiz at you real quick in terms of uh, how we've worked together the last two years. Can oh, you name every Nevada baseball guest that you've had on? Every Nevada baseball guest I've had on. All right. This is gonna be tough. Uh, TJ, like Jay eighteen times. Yeah, I've had him on three <laughs> times. I think we've had TJ on three times. Uh, Jalen McLaughlin, uh, Josh Zamora, um, Ryan Anderson, um, old school. Then go through you, Austin Byler. I got four. I think it's more than that, though. Honest, honestly, I don't. I don't know the answer. Oh, I thought you went back and looked. No. Okay. Oh, I feel good now. Those, All right. Those are the ones I can remember. Um, I felt like there's one more and I'm going to feel bad if they listen to it and 
yell at me, but I feel like there's one that we are missing because those are the ones I could think of off the top of my head. I'm I'm looking through our our episode list here. Let's go spring. Let's spring this year. We go spring last year. Um, Jalen, Ryan, Byler, TJ, uh, and then then this year, Josh. That might be it. That might be it. That might be it. And maybe it's just because you've had TJ on a bunch. Maybe that's why I feel like there have been more. Yeah. Well, we, we are the Nevada baseball podcast, essentially. You are. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You are Nevada baseball. <laughs> that's right. All right, man. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Happy to be here. We gotta have so we're gonna have to do some blog post about the white claw, uh, white claw favors or flavors, and we are gonna put up to a Twitter poll. But we we're gonna have to get you to contribute to that. Rank the eight white claw flavors. You don't, well, have, to so the, you don't have to do it now. Well, the contribution is gonna be on Friday night. That means I need to get variety pack number two. I well, you don't have to, you haven't had it yet, huh? I told you I've been a Bud Light seltzer guy through and through. Day one, you have told me that. I drank last weekend. I went over to Buddy's house and played beer die beer guy, and mm-hmm. drank. Uh, I was doing Coors Lattes, and it was so refreshing. I haven't had those in so long. <laughs> yep. When, when you go a while without having a couple of those Coors, they, they hit you nice once you get it back in the game. It, it was great. Okay, let's uh, before we run into some slants, a couple more reads for you guys. Uh, this show is brought to you as well by Silver and Blue Outfitters, your source for Nevada sports apparel, locally owned and operated. They are constantly releasing new Nevada apparel and doing their part to adapt through all of this. We have our, I'm super excited about this. You, we've all seen, they've put out there, if you follow on social, the wood signs, they're carved into the outline of Nevada with the sagebrush on there. Fired up to get that get that hung up in the studio. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out, silverandblueoutfitters.com. Obviously, staff cannot work right now, so all funds... When you buy something from Silver Blue Outfitters to support Nevada, or rep Nevada, I should say, are going to pay the wages of the 12 hourly employees who cannot show up to work right now. Good cause. So go check out silverandblueoutfitters.com today. This week's show also brought to you by Tipsy Elves, the first official sponsor of the Reno Slant. So we have a special place in our heart for Tipsy Elves. One of the most successful stories ever from Shark Tank. They want to see you up for life's biggest moments, life's most fun moments. They are doing a spring quarantine sale. It's offering 30% off. They're offering all sorts of comfortable work from home clothes. Some options if you don't have to actually show your face on any sort of webcam or video conferencing. Why not not be comfortable when you're at home grinding? You also get an additional 20% off their website when you enter promo code SLANT20. That's promo code SLANT20. The website is tipsyelves.com. Tipsyelves.com. Let's run some slants. We'll start with weekend plans. Did you go to the beach last weekend, by the way? Did you do that? So we were off a little bit. The state had not quite reopened for leisure activities. You could still do physical whatever, but on Monday, everything reopened. So I don't know if you knew that, but Florida is one of the first states... They're firing on all cylinders, getting everything going again. It's limited occupancy on most things, but mm-hmm. for more or less, the state's wide open. Um, so for what I'm planning this weekend, you know, it's opened up. Take some bath salts, see what happens. Um, 
basically that's an average Friday, Florida night from what I've told. So I'm ready to get back in the action, but in all seriousness, uh, we do have a plan to go to the beach this Saturday, kind of get a little bit of, uh, relaxation and just get some sun. And hopefully there's not a absolute gazillion people on the beaches, but I'm hoping there, I'm thinking there will be aside from that. Like we talked about finish Waco. If there's only six episodes though, that might be done before we even get to the weekend. Yep. Something uncharacteristic of us, but in desperate times, desperate measures may do the UFC pay-per-view. I've never done it before, but if that's what's on, I might watch this Tony Ferguson guy beat up Justin Geith, Geithy, <laughs> whatever that name is. I'm sure it's not that. Yeah, well, I mean, who throws just a random J in the middle of their last name? I mean, whoever, wherever they came in, Ellis Island, I don't know where they're from, but is man. That, they, is, that a, is that a Pollock? I, I, I know, but somebody somebody had a mess up there. Somebody put a J where there shouldn't be a J. But uh, yeah, never never bought a UFC match before. But hey, first time for everything, I guess. You can tell it's first time because you called it a UFC match. <laughs> UFC match, yeah. Baseball. I don't know. Contest. Baseball match. Baseball. Con- I could have just gone with a match. That's how sometimes the brain is just. You got quarantine brain on the mind right now going on. You got quarantine brain on the mind going on. Hey, if I have never heard a more articulate sentence than that, <laughs> I mean, uh, UFC was my was my first thing as well. We got live sports on Saturday. Thank God. I my boys texted me. A couple of my buddies texted me this week and say you want to come over for the fight. And I literally had no idea what they were talking about. What are you talking over, about? They want you to come over for the fight because they don't want you logging into Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, no question. I, I like you. I've never been a big UFC guy. I have watched the fights. Mm-hmm. I have paid for them on my ESPN Plus. And then we do a group thing. Everyone demos me. Hopefully, never mm-hmm. happened. Never works out that way. By the way, if you've bought fights on pay per view, you know everyone, always- everyone owes you seven dollars. And there's always that those three couples that get away. And you can't be the guy that says, "Hey, do you guys want to shoot me about five dollars?" That money's well, gone. Yeah, well, it's always somebody slips to the bathroom. There's a couple people that go to the garage to get a couple drinks, and it's always the people you don't know that well, so you can't just blatantly call them out, and you're just like, "Yep, we're forever going to have a, a, f- a fringe within our relationship because you never sent me the 750 for this UFC fight. <laughs> it's so true. Dana White is putting a lot on the line for this, and of course, it's in Florida. I asked Love my friends, where, where are they doing this, the moon? And they said Florida. Same difference. Is it Miami? I have no idea where in Florida. Ooh, no idea. If this goes well, it will become some sort of quasi model for other pro sports leagues. A lot of it is do leagues want to do anything because they know whatever they do, get teams together for practices, have any sort of event, there's going to be a political pushback. The Twitter mob is going to come after them. In a sense, it's which league wants to step its put its toe in the water first, deal with the backlash, and then see what happens. If there is an athlete or someone in an athlete's camp that gets this thing in a couple weeks, test positive, it's going to be a huge setback. Yeah, no question. What the atmosphere is going to be like? They UFC did its last card in Brazil, right when this was all starting, and there is no fans there. It will be interesting. The for those who didn't watch the Brazil fights, I did not. I had some friends tell me this, and I have had some friends who've gone to like UFC qualifiers and have said something similar. There's not a lot of crowd noise, meaning you can hear everyone crack each other. 
Uh, you're you 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 hear all of it. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I like that. But will be interesting. I'm I'm fired up though. Super excited to watch it uh, on Saturday. Before that, I'm hitting the links. Golf Saturday. Wrap it up. Sislak opened it back up. He opened it back up officially this past week. I think right after last week's show. Did he specifically tell you good job, Nathan, for self quarantine? That uh he did that thing you've been looking for? He did. He gave that me a, he, he gave me a shout out. He said that he read my blog post. I made a lot of <laughs> logical points and he said, You know what? You're such a logical, reasonable person. I'm gonna follow you on this one. Man. Public yeah. elected officials. People he's, say they're not. He's come a long way. He's come a long way. <laughs> uh, my last thing, weekend plans, obviously recurring for the next couple weeks before it wraps up the last dance on Sunday night. Whole thing's been great. Love having something to look forward to, especially on Sunday night. The Sunday night scaries during quarantine just slap a little bit different. It's nice to have that one little distraction for a couple hours on Sunday night. I find it very interesting that there are people still getting mad at MJ for the Republicans buy sneakers to comment that sparked back up on, I forget if it was episode five or six, Obama even chirped in saying he would have liked MJ to comment. Why? Yeah. Tell me, tell me what, tell me why he has to comment. I mean, how is that different from those who, who say stick to sports? Stick to sports or do not stick to sports. Tell me, what, tell me what the difference is. Either way, it's one group upset that the athlete did or did not comment on what that side of the aisle or whatever you want to position it, what, what, what they did. Mm-hmm. MJ's a professional athlete. If he doesn't want to comment, why, why should he have to? It's the same with Cap. He doesn't want to comment, doesn't have to. He clearly has chosen not to. They're athletes. Well, Cap's, more, Cap's a little bit different Easy now. guy. Toe the line. How is that controversial? <laughs> I just wanted to make you uncomfortable. That is that is not controversial. <laughs> we'll jump into... UFC, you, 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 I was going to say UFC, by the way. It's in Jacksonville. Looked it up. Mm. Jacksonville. There was a one-year period where I thought I was going to be moving to Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm very glad that did not happen. Think of it. We could have had Shout Brothers in Pensacola, Tampa, and Jacksonville. That would have been strange. Florida would have just not known what hit them. <laughs> I think Florida would have been okay. They've seen far worse. Yeah, we would have turned the Mariner, total Mariner fans in Florida from one to four. <laughs> we'll jump into the social slant here. Thank you to all of you who asked questions this week. We did not get a voice question this week. Damn it. I was hoping we can get a couple more this week. You have a chance to do so next week. You can hop over to our website, thereenoslant.com. I put it out there on Twitter. I put it in the link. In our Instagram bio, it's super user-friendly. You truly just push the record button, then your name, and it sends off to us. We'll play it on the show. We'll do it for Social Slant. We're also going to do it in the future. Again, pull you guys behind the curtain for like immediate reaction things. Right after a game ends, big storyline will open up the hotline, if you will. And curious to get you guys' thoughts, and we'll play a few of them on the podcast. That's coming. That's coming. We'll start on Twitter. John Mackey asks, let's assume Thompson, Craig Thompson, Mountain West Commissioner, is correct and no football means no sports and the NCAA cancels the football season. Which Wolfpack sports would you be most devastated to lose due to COVID? COVID, Adam, not COVID. COVID. I would be the most um, devastated, obviously, for football. 
basketball no, other than football you idiot well i missed that part basketball that's the answer women's soccer is the obvious answer here well i mean if it was aired for a local florida channel yes that would have been the answer but i happen to reside east coast time everything's thrown out of loop unless i want to watch the usf sports which i'm gonna get it you, you jumped, you jumped in you jumped in way too soon so the car sarcasm couldn't set in the obvious answer is basketball losing baseball will be tough too we talk football nevada men's basketball and baseball really are the three sports we talk on this podcast. Every once in a while, we'll stray a little bit and chime in on a sport we have no idea and haven't followed on in all, at all and share our uneducated opinions. But those are the three main sports. Basketball would no question be the toughest. And mm-hmm. the reason this question is, is asked for those of you who are trying to catch up, Craig Thompson said a couple weeks ago, we wrote the blog post on this, if they are unable to play college football in the fall. It's unlikely they'll be able to play any other collegiate sports next year because football is responsible for so much of the revenue generated for athletics. And what was interesting about his comment is not it, the, the comment was not if we can't play football at all. It was if we can't play football in the fall. Which begs the question, if they play football in the spring, does that mean we still don't get the other sports? That's kind of what he was indicating. Who knows? It was on the Mount West Network, so of course there wasn't a follow-up question. We didn't get any deeper into it. Um, Would have been nice to know. The second part of the question, what is the best burger from Archie's? Choose wisely. I'm a classic man. The giant burger. The giant burger or the giant cheeseburger? Okay. I guess, yeah. Good point. Do need to be specific. Throw cheese on that burger, the giant cheeseburger. I honestly don't know if I've ever gotten anything else. Maybe a bacon cheeseburger once, but once you get the giant cheeseburger, you don't go back. Many are going to go with the giant bacon cheeseburger. Many are going to go with it. One of my things. Here we go. One of my things. I'm agreeing with you. One of, one of my things is that when I, I love burgers, huge burger fan. When I go to a place and I find the burger that I like, I do not stray. I lock <laughs> in. I commit. And for yep. me, it was the Archie's Giant Cheeseburger. That's the only burger I've got there. Will I stray? Am I willing to dabble, try something else? I could probably be talked into it. If I have first choice, though, I go with what I know. I limit the risk, Which- minimize any potential concerns. I stick with what I know, what's comfortable. I'm going to be happy with it. And for me, that's the Archie's Giant Cheeseburger. An example would be Red Robin. I don't even yep. look at the menu at Red Robin. I know that I'm getting the Whiskey River Barbecue Burger. It's not even a question for me. That's why I hate to get the, get the exact same thing. Get the exact same limit, limit the risk is what it's about. When you go to a restaurant, (laughs) I'd rather be, I'd rather be content at a six or seven than risk the eight getting a three fake map. Mummy asks, will we ever be able to visit a casino buffet again? The second they take casino buffets away from us is the second they take away our freedom. I hope so. I'm not even a huge casino buffet guy. Just the thought of not being, not having the choice or the option. It's a lot. Yep. It's a lot to take in. Yep. On Instagram, got a few questions. This first one isn't really a question. I think it's just a shot at me. I know it's a shot at me. Tara, you all may have heard me mention her once or twice on the podcast. We're fair, We're somewhat close. I don't know what you said because you're trying not to swallow your gum, and I'm very distracted by it. Also, your ve- your beard is very beardy now. I did have gum in my mouth when I was recording the video, and I noticed it also when I was publishing, and it reminded me 
when we had Foss on the show last summer for Mountain West Football Media Days, I remember I had gum in my mouth and didn't realize until halfway through the conversation that I was chewing gum, went back and listened, and it was me just smacking the hell out of it <laughs> right into the mic. And I was so frustrated with myself. Journalism 101, spit the gum out. Journalism broadcasting, ditch the gum. And I, and I, I broke that rule. <laughs> hey, he went for it. He put it all on the line. <laughs> and as we've already alluded to, the beard is beards out of control. Yeah. Out of hiding control. A couple, hiding a couple Archie's giant cheeseburgers underneath it. <laughs> Britt said, another not really question. We'll address it though. Nevada lost to Fresno in that Twitter Mountain West Championship vote thingy. Did you see this? I voted for it. Back off. The Mountain West ran a contest from their Twitter feed. It was the Mountain West Social Distancing Championship. I didn't know it was going on till Nevada was in the final round with Fresno, and it got some traction locally. For those who follow anything Nevada-related on Twitter, Nevada got out to a big lead. And then it got down to the wire with a couple hours left. It was literally 50% to 50%. And that's how it ended. They had to show a screenshot. They had to get to the 10th percentile. Fresno won 50.2% to 49.8%. It was between eight and 9,000 people who, who voted on this thing. First, there's no sports. Now we're losing to Fresno in a contest that's not even real. It's, it's, getting, I didn't even it's know getting tough. I didn't even know they had Wi-Fi out in Fresno, so that makes it all the more upsetting. <laughs> Fake Matt Mummy, uh, to wrap this up, today, yesterday, it was Cinco de Mayo. Do you guys have any fun? I drank too much tequila stories to share with the listeners. You know, when I saw that tweet come in, I actually thought about it for a second, but I've always been hard anti-tequila. I don't know if I've ever drank more than... A, two shots, maybe three shots at the most of it, just because I cannot gut it. It makes me vomit every time. I've had plenty take a shot, throw it right back up stories. Um, I don't, Imperial RIP. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I ever had any like of those drank half a bottle of tequila and ran around for three hours. By definition, if you drank too much tequila, you likely aren't going to remember a lot of it. Um, I'm in a very similar boat. Of course we are. Shop squad. <laughs> yep. Tara really enjoys tequila, and when I when I think tequila, I think of our friend Phil, the Doctor Phil. He he loved tequila, Doctor Phil. He would always when we were going out to Imperial on Wednesday nights or doing whatever, he'd bring a bottle over, and I would largely stay away from it. Occasionally, you dabble with it. I'm very similar. Don't go ham with, with the tequila. So none really came to mind. It is worth mentioning the timing of this was so bizarre. Phil is getting married next summer in Austria. I booked flights for his bachelor party in Tahoe in June mm -hmm. yesterday within 15 minutes of fake Matt Mummy asking this question, which was which was strange. So I don't have a lot of tequila stories now. I'm confident that I will uh, uh, next month at Tahoe for that thing. Well, when you're in a smaller confined area, the doctor is going to prescribe you something. It's going to be something you don't want a prescription to. <laughs> I think it's June 18 through 21. We'll be up at Tahoe for that. A lot of tequila going down the hatch. God rest your soul. Did you get did you get invited to that? No. Did I look like you had the guy invited? Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. 
Sit out in Florida, dude. People forget about you. It's awkward. You sit out here. I just people are mad about me sitting on beaches. <laughs> we'll get out here with Rainer Reno. What'd you find this week? I'm actually talking about the whole state, something with reopening, positive news. But when the Nevada casinos reopen, this was specified in that Sisolak reopening agenda or whatever. The table game should be limited to three players for blackjack, six for craps, four for roulette, four for poker, chairs. It's just going to be interesting looking at these casinos because chairs for mm-hmm. every other slot machine are going to be removed. Yep. So if you got that one person that wants to slide over one seat, not going to happen, bud. No dice. Unless you want to stand. But I just think part of the casino experience is when you get a whole table of your boys, you get six of them throwing down on the $5 blackjack. Nobody knows what's going on. You're yep. just, you know, just having a great time. And unfortunately, people are going to be missing that experience for a little bit. They're putting, have you seen pictures of like the dividers they're going to put up for the table games? Yeah, I have seen the, the plexiglass or whatever that is. Yeah. Where essentially the- everyone will be in a transparent cubicle when playing to create a, you know, a barrier. So you yeah, can't be I mean, spreading the realm. It just is it's putting more divide between the player and the dealer. And what we know, we need more inclusion. Some getting the dealer in a good mood at the blackjack table. Essential. It, Essential. Exactly. Ninety percent of the battle. You don't see. You can't crack a smile out of them in the first five minutes of chirping with them. Got to get out. Got to get out. Find a new table. Got to get out. What do you think? I dropped a Reno Tahoe International question a couple weeks ago. What do, you, what do you think the annual economic impact of Reno Tahoe International is oh, before God. before Rona? Before the Rona, like how much money are they bringing in? How much? Yeah, economic impact. How much money is responsible? Oh, well, one thing I'm very well versed in is airline contracts with the airports. Um, that was so funny. I'm gonna say Reno makes. $700,000 a year off the airport. Either you don't understand the question or you are a moron again. I had to lowball you because last time I went way too high, I lowballed you. It essentially makes that a day. $3.1 billion. That's actually- I, didn't know Alle- I didn't know Allegiant could afford to shell out that type of money. How many zeros is $3.1 billion? My calculator doesn't even go that big. Damn it! Man, you need yeah, it's 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 way more than that a day. Okay, way more so, than that a day. So my guess of two point nine billion wasn't too far off. You guessed seven hundred thousand. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and that is that's a perfect way to wrap up our show this week. Thank you to all of you who listen to this podcast, so you can stay current on everything Nevada. Thank you to our boy Hugh Tomasello for coming on. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, Archie's, Silver and Blue Outfitters, and Toyabi Golf Club. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow the Reno Slant on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us at the Reno Slant. You can check us out online, therenoslant.com. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great, great weekend, you guys. Go Pack. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore.